thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Executive Director of Platform and Portfolio Management with Americana Partners. I'll be reviewing our September market commentary by David M. Darst, our Chief Investment Officer. A special thank you for our four-year anniversary. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. The first section is called Portfolio Positioning. Let's begin. Fundamental Factors Kindled by investors' optimism that inflation continues to decelerate while the U.S. economy continues to progress, the S&P 500 index closed a range-bound August with a negative 1.8% price decline, the technology-heavy Nasdaq composite retreated negative 2.2%, and the Russell 2000 index of small-cap U.S. stocks fell negative 5.2%. Resolute Federal Reserve rhetoric still elevated the lessening consumer, producer, and personal consumption expenditures prices, a sturdy labor market picture, a somewhat less steeply yet persistently inverted U.S. Treasury yield curve, and the likelihood of potentially softening corporate revenue growth and profit margin pressures producing unfavorable earnings outcomes as the next few calendar quarters progress may exert selling pressure on equity prices. Markets still need to see, one, inflation rates continuing to diminish, two, economic conditions in China improving, and the country returning to growth, and three, some consequential degree of detente in geopolitical tensions in areas of armed conflict and acute rivalry. In a data-driven second-half 2023 environment, we expect short-term interest rates to be influenced in large part by, one, the pace of consumer and producer price inflation, two, banks' credit and lending policies, three, the vigor or lack thereof of the U.S. economy, and four, large U.S. Treasury borrowing needs in the remaining months of this year. Technical Viewpoints We counsel flexibility under plausibly placid volatility conditions as VIX readings persisting well below 20 in recent weeks have reflected less demand for hedging using options. Gold has continued to trade inversely to the recently firming real interest rates and steady U.S. dollar. Momentary technical support on the S&P 500 appears to have formed around 4,000 within a notably upraised resistance floor range of 4,800 to 4,000. Interest rates and credit. On July 26th, the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, raised policy rates by 25 basis points to 5.25 to 5.50 percent. Looking ahead to the final three months of 2023, we currently expect a data-driven pause at this level before a rate-cutting cycle can begin in late 2023 or most likely in early 2024. Absent an exogenous systemic shock, the Fed appears resolutely prepared to bring inflation down, even as such a policy stance puts pressure on domestic growth, employment, the banking and housing sectors, corporate earnings, and longer-duration risk assets. We expect policy rates to stabilize and yield spreads to widen after some attractive valuation levels should materialize in the credit sectors including in suitable maturity investment-grade corporate and, for appropriate investors, municipal bonds. Where we are, the S&P 500 for the month of August, negative 1.8% year-to-date through 831, positive 17.4% with a closing price of 4,507.66. The NASDAQ composite for the month of August, negative 2.2% year-to-date through 831, positive 34.8%, with a closing price of 14,034.97. The Russell 2000 for the month of August, negative 5.2%, year-to-date through 831, positive 7.8%, with a closing price of 1,899.68. 
gold for the month of August, negative 0.3%, year-to-date through 831, positive 8.0%, with a closing price of 1,965.10. West Texas Intermediate Oil for the month of August, negative 6.2%, year-to-date through 831, negative 4.4%, with a closing price of 83.82. U.S. Treasury Interest Rates Trajectory For two-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields declined negative three basis points in August to 4.85% at month end, where they are positive 41 basis points above their closing level of 4.44% on December 31, 2022. For 10-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 12 basis points in August and closed at 4.09% at month end, where they are positive 21 basis points above their closing level of 3.88% on December 31st, 2022. For 30-year U.S. Treasury securities, yields rose positive 18 basis points in August and were 4.20% at the end of the month, where they are positive 23 basis points above their closing level of 3.97% on December 31st, 2022. We additionally note the recently ascending path of two-year U.S. Treasury yields frequently an indicator of financial market participants' views on the likely plateaued direction and tone of monetary policy. We also acknowledge the essentially upward bias to 10-year U.S. Treasury yields, often a reflection of greater U.S. Treasury borrowing activity and more sanguine expectations about the near-term economic growth outlook. With inflation moderating and nominal interest rates exhibiting an upward tendency, 10-year real yields have continued rising to 1.93% as of mid-August. Equity market perspective. As investors enter the ninth month of this year, on average over the 95 years from 1928 through April 2023 inclusive, the month of September with its historical negative 1.1% price decline for the S&P 500 ranks last among months in more than nine decades of monthly performance ranking. It is worth repeating that these nine-decade results are averages, with a given month's outcome definitely having the potential to vary above or below the long-term average. In a similar vein, the seasonality of the S&P 500 index over the 20-year time frame ending December 31, 2022, on average over the span 1, February, May, June, and August-September represent essentially sideways intervals of price movement, and two, over the past two decades, March has tended to represent a favorable entry point to U.S. large-cap equities. In general, the average daily level of U.S. equity market volatility, as measured by the Chicago Board of Options Exchange CBOE VIX Index, has over the 1990-2022 timeframe tended to decline in the first half of the calendar year before rising in the third quarter and descending again in the year's final two months. While stressing that this seasonal pattern reflects averages, care and circumspection tend to be called for as the summer months transition into autumn. Further levels of equity market volatility are likely to be determined by the outlook for one, inflation trends, two, the monetary policy response thereto, and importantly, in our opinion, three, the second half 2023 outlook for GDP growth and corporate profits. We consider a perspective on whether investors are being adequately compensated for purchasing equities versus U.S. Treasury bonds, the so-called equity risk premium. The ERP is defined as earnings yield, S&P 500 earnings divided by price, minus the yield on 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds. The extra yield offered by equities is the lowest since 2005. 
to us advocating increased prudence and caution in asset allocation and investment positioning. Consumer and producer price inflation, even as M2 money supply growth and the prices of gasoline, vehicles, medical services, and numerous goods have continued to exhibit weakness in recent reporting periods, these declines have so far been somewhat offset by rising prices for shelter costs and many services, a key focus of the Federal Reserve. Shelter costs, a principal driver of the core consumer price index, rose positive 0.4% in July after rising positive 0.4% in June and advancing positive 7.7% on an unadjusted basis year over year. Moreover, the shelter measure tends to lag increases in home prices and rents and affects how quickly the incipient cooling in many housing markets will begin to meaningfully tilt consumer price indices in a downward direction. Housing prices make up nearly 40% of the monthly CPI report and represent a chief reason why the CPI has been declining at a deliberate pace. At this point, taking note of inflation break-even measures, inflation swap levels, and especially year-over-year lapping data effects, we foresee moderation in headline CPI inflation rates to the positive 25 to 3.0% range, with some spikes above in second half 2023, early 2024. Real average hourly earnings increased positive 1.1% seasonally adjusted in July 2023 versus July 2022, and when combined with a negative 0.9% year-over-year decrease in the average work week, resulted in a positive 0.2% increase in real average weekly earnings over this time interval. As household liquidity continues to be drawn down, weakness in real wages tends to constrain personal consumption, itself one of the avenues by which the Federal Reserve has been seeking to bring down the rate of inflation. Inflation Expectations The Federal Reserve monitors inflation expectations to ascertain whether consumers' inflationary psychology is increasing or decreasing. Showing inflation beliefs drawn from the monthly New York Federal Reserve survey of consumer expectations, respondents' one-year-ahead inflation expectations have declined to positive 3.5% in July versus positive 3.8% in June, and respondents' three-year-ahead inflation expectations also declined to positive 2.9% in July versus positive 3.0% in June. Respondents' five-year-ahead inflation expectations declined to positive 2.9% in July from positive 3.0% in in June. A dissimilar trend can be discerned from the results of the inflation expectations portion of the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey, which showed an increase to positive 3.5% from positive 3.4% in one-year inflation expectations, with the survey recording unchanged 5-10 to year inflation expectations at 3.0% versus positive 3.0%. Given the reasonably robust employment data of the first eight months, such consumer inflation expectations readings, in our opinion, will factor into monetary policy until short-term inflation expectations move in a meaningfully downward direction. Inflation influences. The significant decline in the nominal U.S. M2 money supply has tended to be a reliable several months ahead precursor of future economic and price trends. In our opinion, such a trajectory, with some degree of time lag, appears to foretell further downward-sloping economic activity and headline consumer price inflation. Labor costs have exhibited a meaningful upward trend in recent quarters. Such costs have historically tended to be asymmetrically stickier to the upside than to the downside. The Federal Reserve has repeatedly stressed the need to see softening labor market conditions as a key prerequisite to achieving their inflation-fighting goals. After rising positive 1.0% quarter-over-quarter in fourth quarter 2022, the Employment Cost Index, ECI, rose positive 1.2% quarter-over-quarter in first quarter 2023 and 
positive 4.8% year-over-year. At positive 1.0% quarter-over-quarter, the ECI for second quarter 2023 was released on July 28, 2023, and for third quarter 2023 will be released on October 31, 2023. We note a deceleration in the July month-over-month progression of the headline CPI index and shed light on the essentially slowing but still sticky month-over-month growth rate of the July core CPI, a key focus of the Federal Open Market Committee's inflation-fighting resolve. Monetary Policy and Fed Funds Interest Rates At the conclusion of the July 25-26 meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC, the Federal Reserve voted unanimously to raise the policy interest rate to a range of 5.35% to 5.50%, the highest level in 22 years, while leaving open the possibility of raising policy interest rates or keeping such rates unchanged over the rest of 2023. Fed Chair Jerome Powell has indicated that the FOMC is seeking simultaneously to 1. Continue quelling inflationary pressure, even as it, too, addresses the possibility that tighter lending policies by the banking system and the lagged effects of prior interest rate hikes could meaningfully slow the U.S. economy. The Fed Fund's futures markets as of the last week of August were not anticipating the first meaningful FOMC policy rate cut until March 2024. Based on August 16th Fed Fund's futures pricing, we consider financial market participants' expectations of an essentially sideways movement in Fed funds' interest rates through February 2024, followed by a meaningful downward shift in money market interest rates through the remainder of 2024 and on into early 2025. Fed funds' futures markets' policy rate projections are reflected in an implied terminal rate. As of the present time, we expect the terminal rate to be around 5.40% to 5.50%, roughly in line with market participants' late August views. The housing sector, an elemental factor underlying our current expectation of moderating 2023 U.S. economic growth, stems from continued sluggishness in the housing market. Housing represents a key driver of investment, employment, and consumption, due in no small degree to recently rising mortgage rates, which has made some home buying less affordable and pushed a substantial number of buyers out of the market. On a year-over-year basis, the year-over-year National Freddie Mac Home Price Index had decreased meaningfully from positive 19.2% in July 2021 to positive 0.6% in May of this year and to positive 1.7% in June. Nationwide, existing home sales are down negative 19.0% on a year-over-year basis. Existing homes, unlike new homes, represent single-family homes that are owned and occupied before coming onto the market. Existing home sales usually account for 80% to 90% of total home sales. Weakness in the housing market tends to put downward pressure on rental costs with the housing category typically accounting for over 40% of total expenditures in the CPI, more than twice as large as the next largest category, transportation. We expect slowing monthly rental expenses to continue as an abating force on the shelter component of the consumer price index. The U.S. economy and corporate profits. As of late April this year, the International Monetary Fund was projecting a deceleration of real GDP expansion in the United States from positive 2.1% in 2022 to positive 1.6% in 2023 and positive 1.1% in 2024, in our opinion, while incorporating a modest recession at some interval within the next 18 months, these growth rates certainly may actually be exceeded this year and next. The path of the leading economic indicators index tends to forewarn a downturn in the coincident economic indicators index, particularly in advance of or during recessionary episodes. Given these circumstances, 
we counsel heightened financial attentiveness, a balanced portfolio framework, a defensive mindset, and asset class diversification. We think U.S. real GDP may modestly slow in second half 2023, followed then by recessionary economic conditions in the beginning quarters of 2024. For the previous U.S. recession since 1960, we consider the range and average of 1, the peak to trough decline in real GDP, range negative 0.2% to negative 4.0%, average negative 2 0.0%, and two, the trough to peak increase in the unemployment rate, range positive 2.0% to positive 5.0%, average positive 3.0%. In our view, a mild recession, if it begins to unfold late this year or in the first half of 2024, could involve a negative 1.0% to negative 2.0% decline in real GDP and a positive 2.0% to positive 3.0% increase in the unemployment rate. We currently assign a 60% probability to such a scenario. In conjunction with the Federal Open Market Committee FOMC meeting held on June 13th through the 14th, meeting participants, Fed governors and regional bank presidents submitted the June quarterly update of their summary of economic projections, SEP, reflecting the most likely outcomes for real gross domestic product GDP growth, the unemployment rate, and personal consumption expenditures, PCE inflation for each year from 2023 to 2025, and over the longer run. Each participant's projections are based on information available at the time of the meeting, together with his or her assessment of appropriate monetary policy, including a path for the federal funds rate and its longer-run value, and assumptions about other factors likely to affect economic outcomes. The longer-run projections represent each participant's assessment of the value to which each variable would be expected to converge over time under appropriate monetary policy and in the absence of further shocks to the economy. Recognizing the inherent fallibility of economic projections, we consider the best June thinking of the FOMC participants. The median projections of U.S. real GDP growth are positive 1.0% in 2023 and positive 1.1% in 2024. The unemployment rate is projected to be 4.1% for 2023 and rise to 4.5% in 2024. The headline PCE inflation index is expected to be positive 3.2% for 2023 and decline to positive 2.5% in 2024, with the core excluding food and energy PCE index reaching positive 3.9% in 2023 before dropping to positive 2.6% in 2024. An updated version of the summary of economic projections will be released on September 20, 2023. Portfolio Positioning, Equity Emphases and De-Emphases one, we recommend continuing to gradually curtail emphasis from high-quality dislocated sectors, companies, and managers in the growth category, including the proceeds from any reduced growth exposure to add to select value and defensive sectors, companies, and managers, while retaining a focus in these two categories on energy, select financials, and consumer staples, and a concomitant de-emphasis on companies and sectors dependent on access to low-cost energy. Two, we continue to counsel very selectively adding small and mid-cap companies or investment managers specialized in and with good track records in the space to our primary emphasis on large capitalization enterprises. Three, for the time being, while we continue to prefer a tactical overweighting to U.S. domestic equities with pullbacks such as those encountered in January, April, June, August, September, and December of 2022, and in early March of 2023, viewed as an opportunity to only carefully and highly selectively add attractively valued equities, particularly those sectors and companies that are resilient within a multiplicity of economic and financial scenarios. Four, we also espouse holding or gradually building relatively defined allocations to global leaders listed in international markets. 
Focus on strength and quality. One, at the company level in equities, we emphasize identifying and building long-term exposure to firms possessing cash-rich balance sheets, prudence and balance sheet utilization, limited debt, consistency, and growth of positive free cash flow generation, secure supply chains, capital expenditure flexibility, and customer bases that are less exposed to recurrent shocks originating from abroad, dividend strength, and competitive business models with abiding competitive advantages, high barriers to entry, low threat of substitute products, products, and enduring pricing power vis-a-vis -vis suppliers and or customers that over a long time frame can produce high returns on equity through revenue generation and sustainable profit margins rather than through unhealthily high levels of leverage. Two, at the current time, we recommend that consideration be given to reasonably valued top quality companies in the healthcare and consumer staple sectors, as well as firms exceptionally positioned to benefit from inflationary forces in the real asset sectors that have demonstrated an ability to opportunistically take advantage of shifting price levels changes. Balancing growth and value sectors. 1. The negative 27.3 percentage point Russell 1000 value index RLV, positive 4.2% underperformance versus the Russell 1000 growth index RLG, positive 31.5% returns year-to-date through August 31st, appears to argue for continuing a degree of balanced exposure in selected value sectors, companies, and managers, as well as in selected growth sectors, companies, and managers. As this process continues, it is worth keeping in mind that true value investing represents identifying and owning assets that are trading for less than they are actually worth, not assets that are merely inexpensive. Many superficially inexpensive assets may be inexpensive for a reason and can very well remain so or deteriorate further. Fixed Income Securities 1. On a total return basis, U.S. Treasury securities prices year-to-date through August 31st have risen positive 1.6% in the 1-3 year maturity range, are positive 0.4%, in the 7-10 to year maturity range and have declined negative 1.6% in the above 20-year maturity range. Even though 10-year U.S. Treasury yields have risen positive 61 basis points since the end of March, to us they appear likely to be subject to conflicting forces, with higher yields associated with monetary strictness, counterbalanced by lower yields coming from the economic retrenchment brought about by bank lending conservatism and past monetary tightening. For now, we prefer maturities and durations along the intermediate portion of the yield curve spectrum, while preparing to build or gradually building exposure to longer maturities and durations as recessionary forces appear likely. As the second half of the year unfolds, to continue to exert contractionary influence on the economy and bend yields in a downward direction. U.S. Dollar Outlook over the next few quarters, given our expectations of the Federal Reserve, one, maintaining the tenor of its policy interest rate constraint, and two, continuing post its mid-March reversal of this process to reduce the size of its portfolio of U.S. Treasury and mortgage-backed securities, we believe the U.S. dollar may trade in a range relative to major currencies, including the euro and Japanese yen. Consistent with this, we expect, one, intervals of U.S. dollar weakness alternating with episodes of U.S. dollar strength, as currency exchange rates produce and or exaggerate price level, economic, financial, trade pattern, and capital flow imbalances, and two, the possibility of coordinated central bank accords to rectify egregiously over or undervalued currency quotations. Alternative investments and real assets. In alternative investments, we continue our multi-quarter focus that has for some time emphasized exposure to one, commodities and real asset sectors of the economy, including industrial metals, agriculture, and materials. Two, some degree of investor-appropriate exposure to gold and or gold mining ETF shares, particularly those miners with reserves in stable geographic locations, capital discipline, and cash flow growth. 
three, high-quality master limited partnerships with strong business models and sustainable dividend-paying capacity, four, select investments in private credit and private real estate and opportunistic strategies that are positioned to selectively derive meaningful value from asset market dislocations and imbalances. Some perspectives on gold. Gold closed above $2,000 per troy ounce only for the ninth time ever on April 3rd, 2023, through late August 2023 at $1,884.10 per troy ounce. Gold, in response to rising U.S. Treasury yields, has risen only positive 3.5% year-to-date. According to the World Gold Council, as of early 2022, the total amount of gold mined in recorded history amounted to 205,274 metric tons or 6.599 billion troy ounces, of which nearly two-thirds has been mined since 1950. The U.S. Geological Survey estimates as of early 2023 that planet Earth contains approximately 53,000 metric tons of unmined gold in the top five countries. As of 2022, the total disposition of all the mined gold in recorded history was estimated to be 46.0% jewelry, 22.1% investment bars and coins, including physical gold held by gold-backed exchange-traded funds, 16.9%, the official reserve holdings of central banks and international monetary institutions, 13.8% industrial uses, and 2.2% unaccounted for. According to industry data, Aggregate global mine gold production amounted to 3,580 metric tons in 2021, which was positive 3% higher than in 2020. In reviewing in calendar year 2020, the 1970 to 2022 progression of annual gold mine output for six of the largest gold producing countries, the leading gold producing country was China, followed by Russia, Australia, the United States, and Canada. Demand for gold surged to its highest in more than a decade in 2022, fueled by significant central bank purchases that have underscored the safe haven assets appeal during times of geopolitical upheaval. Annual gold demand increased positive 18% in 2022 to 4,741 tons, the largest amount since 2011, driven by a 55-year high in central bank purchases, according to the World Gold Council. The year-end closing prices in U.S. dollar per troy ounce and the annual percentage price changes for gold for the years 2010 through 2022 are 2010, 1,410.25, positive 27.7%, 2011, 1,574.50, positive 11.6%, 2012, 1,664, positive 5.7%, 2013, 1,201.50, negative 27.8%, 2014, 1,199.25, negative 0.2%, 2015, 1,060.20, negative 11.6%, 2016, 1,151.70, positive 8.6%, 2017, 1,296.50, positive 12.6%, 2018, 1,281.65, negative 1.1%, 1 .1%. 2019, 1,523.0, positive 18.8%, 18 .8 2020, 1,895.10, positive 24.4%, 2021, 1,828.6%, negative 3.5%, and 2022, 1,824.32, negative 0.2%. Investment strategy themes for 2023 and early 2024. To continue updating our investment strategy themes for the remainder of calendar year 2023 and early 2024, and in preparing portfolio positioning strategies, portfolio positioning principles, and portfolio positioning tactics for 2023, we remain mindful of the oft-quoted observation of the 34th U.S. President and five-star general, Dwight David Eisen 
Eisenhower, 1890-1969, that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. With this wisdom in mind, our 2023 and early 2024 investment planning approach reflects and encompasses the following themes. 1. Slowing, then recovering GDP. As forecast by the June FOMC median projection, positive 1.0% in 2023 and positive 1.1% in 2024. In 2022, S&P 500 profits as estimated by FactSet on August 4, 2023, on a quarterly year-over-year basis, fourth quarter 2022, negative 4.7%, first quarter 2023, negative 3.7%, second quarter 2023, negative 5.2%, third quarter 2023, positive 0.2%, and fourth quarter 2023, positive 7.6%, and positive 0.8% for calendar year 2023, and positive 12.2% for calendar year 2024, with downside risk to these projections. 2. Late cycle monetary policies by central banks. 3. Fluctuating financial asset prices in conditions featuring shifting performance leadership and increased equity volatility, VIX, bond volatility, MOVE, currency volatility, VIXI, gold volatility, GVZ, and VIX volatility itself, VVIX. 4. Differentiating with emphasis on greater discernment and active selectivity in asset classes, manager sectors, and securities. 5. Challenging, especially in an environment of ample valuations, investment discipline remains paramount, with 2023's considerable upward and downward swings in asset prices often a precursor of arduous financial market performance. This concludes our September market commentary by David M. Darst. David is Americana Partners' Chief Investment Officer. We are available to answer questions you may have regarding the topics discussed. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. Thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Executive Director of Platform and Portfolio Management with Americana Partners. Stay invested.